Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from the medical tent, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jenna <laughs> and the Sherpa. Jenna, I hope you're uh, feeling a little better about your uh, team this week than I am, but uh, Cowboys, I Giants. I am. I think, I think, spoiler alert, we probably are feeling a little different about that game. <laughs> Probably. Well, I, I bet we're not. But uh, anyway, this week starts the fantasy playoffs for most uh, leagues. So we've got a lot of uh, interesting stuff, maybe some counterintuitive recommendations along the way. And I'm sure we'll disagree on some of our game picks. But uh, before we start uh, rollicking and frolicking, why don't you tell people how they can uh, get in touch with us? So we will be here for the full hour, like we are every week. We never short you on that. If anything, you get a little extra. Um, But we'll be here, if you're listening live, until 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. And if you're catching us after the fact, I mean, what are you waiting on? But thanks for finally showing up to the party. Uh, All week long and throughout the show, you can find us all over social media. FantasyFootballSherpa.com is our hub. That's where all the good stuff happens. From there, you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, at fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. So that's everything. We love hearing from you. If you have questions in your lineup that we maybe didn't cover here or you want to join the argument or the multiple arguments, I'm sure Sherpa and I will have, or lively debates, <laughs> if you want to put it in a nicer way. Uh, we would love to hear from you as well. Uh, but we do have an action-packed show for you tonight. As Sherpa said, playoffs are starting. If you're here you're in the playoffs or you're looking to spoil somebody who's got a better team than you. Either way, we're here to support you. We're going to give you not just our game picks, but we've got predictions, uh, injuries, waiver wire picks, who to start, who to sit, and daily fantasy picks. So we've got all kinds of stuff ahead for you. All right. Why don't we dive right into it and start off with everybody's favorite (laughs) position. Sorry, kicker fans. Um, And that being (laughs) running back. Surprise! Just in terms of uh, running backs, uh, whose who's injuries are, are on your radar this week, Jenna? Uh, yeah, we we certainly had a, a rash of injuries, if you will. Um, Joe Mixon left the game. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not so much at running injuries. back, but yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to those. Don't you worry. We've got suspensions okay. all over the place, guys coming back from suspensions. But Joe Mixon's still dealing with the concussion. He's still in the concussion protocol. Uh, That one looks like it's certainly going down to the wire. I'd keep an eye on that. Alex Collins is dealing with migraine issues. Adrian Peterson has a neck issue. Amir Abdullah also dealing with a neck issue. Doug Martin still dealing with a concussion. Still not out of the concussion protocol. Damian Williams has a shoulder injury. Uh, So there are some people you're going to need to replace and some guys you may want to just get a a little cushion on the waiver wire just in case someone doesn't play come Sunday and you're left with no options. So we've got some good picks for you. Do you want to start? Are you worried about Mark Ingram at all? I'm not. I'm not worried about Mark Ingram, especially with that. That game's going to be high scoring everywhere. At least I think so, but we'll get there. It is. I just, you know, toes sometimes with running backs or or nasty things. He's been been playing with a, a, some semblance of a toe injury for like three straight years. And he's doing okay. So I'm going to just, I'm sticking with him. Okay. So running back wise, there's not a lot on the waiver wire. Mike Davis, I guess, is the one that probably drew the most attention yeah. in leagues this week. Um, so thanks Peyton for Barber finally figuring with, out Seattle. We're at week 14 and now we know who's your running back. I mean, yeah, and of course, the now they're playing Jacksonville's <laughs> defense this week, which is yeah, going to be exactly. a tough, uh, <laughs> tough sledding there, but we'll see. So Peyton Barber with Tampa, Rod mm-hmm. Smith with Dallas, and James White with New England, probably at the top of my list. Uh, further down the list would be guys like Danny Woodhead, Austin Eckler, uh, Marlon Mack, and Matt Forte. But how about you? With any Anybody I missed or anybody that you disagree with, uh, my, my no, no. All like you said, it's kind of slim pickings this week. It's just the guys that are on the waiver wire. The matchups aren't the best. I mean, they're they're going to be out there. They're a better option than you know playing somebody who's not going to play. But the matchups are a little suspect. I have Gianni Gianni Giovanni Bernard. God, that's hard to say today <laughs> on my yeah. list too. Um, especially if Joe Mixon is out. But even if Joe Mixon does play, 
you know, I'm, if I'm in a deeper league, I might still stick him in there as a flex option, but uh, he, you know, he looks pretty good this week after uh, Mixon went out with that concussion. Yeah, he did. Um, he was, I guess, the forgotten man in that uh, backfield there for most of the season. Yeah. But, uh, out of out of the yeah. guys available on the waiver wire, you know, I probably like the the matchup, the defense he's going against in Chicago better than, you know, throwing Peyton Barber out there or Mike Davis, although they're upside. I mean, Mike Davis is upside, certainly. You know, he's the de, fa- de facto number one, and no one's on the fence about playing there. But Bernard, to me, if – if Joe Mixon doesn't play, is probably my strongest candidate. And Rod Smith has a nice matchup too. It's just now that Alfred Morris yep. has finally got it in gear. They finally they, figured out how to use him. Yeah, I don't know why it's that questionable was so how much Rod Smith will play, but you know, still, if you're really desperate for a flex He's option, very dynamic. He, to, he might he might not be a bad one then. So, how about uh, top ten lists for running backs? Who who do you have for this week? Uh, top of my list is Le'Veon Bell, uh, Alvin Kamara, LaShawn McCoy, Mark Ingram, and Melvin Gordon round out my top five. I think I probably have McCoy ranked higher than a lot of people do, but I'm very much a believer. Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, Carlos Hyde, Lamar Miller, and Devontae Freeman round out my top ten. I have Deion Lewis and Christian McCaffrey just outside my top ten. Okay, you'll be glad to know that uh, our lists look almost completely different. I think my only Perfect. We're starting right Lamar, on the right foot here. <laughs> Lamar Miller and Melvin Gordon, I agreed with you. But uh, my top ten were uh, Jordan Howard, one. Lamar Miller, Ooh, two. Wow, okay. Melvin Gordon, three. <clears throat> Alfred Morris, four. Samaji P. Ryan, five. Marshawn Lynch, six. Jay Ajay, seven. Uh, Kenyon Drake, eight. Frank Gore, nine. And C.J. Anderson, ten. So, uh and no, no levy on Bell for me. I mean, if I had him, I'd probably start him. But I just uh, not not a real big fan of the uh, matchup against the uh, Ravens' run defense. Yeah, I'm I'm still a believer. Still a believer. And Todd Gurley, much as I have him on just about all my teams, especially the ones that are still alive, you know, I just don't like that matchup against the Eagles' run defense. I mean, the good thing for him is that like um. Le'Veon Bell, he is involved heavily in this team's passing game, so it's just a matter mm-hmm. of do you think he's going to get enough action in the passing game to offset whatever uh, rough sledding he might have um, in the run game? Yeah, I mean, and part of it is, I think, you know, being from a, a family of diehard Eagles fans and you know, quasi-living in that area since I'm splitting time between here and Redskins country, um, I, I've watched a lot of Eagles games start to finish, and you know, their their run defense on paper, I think, is better than it looks by the eye test. Like, I've seen running backs really take advantage of them, but for whatever reason, people don't seem to exploit that. I just, I think there's there's some, some holes there that can be uh, exploited, and I think Todd Gurley's got to do it. Okay, well, for the sake of, of my teams that are still alive, I, I hope you're right. I'm just... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just my own that's, pessimistic that's my, nature my when it comes to my team. That's for you. <laughs> okay. That's right. And uh, for those of you that don't know, I think tomorrow is your birthday, correct? It is. It is. Let's get a Cowboys win. <laughs> that's what I ask for every yeah. year. I don't get it enough. Yeah. But, you know, well, we'll at least take they're it. not playing on your birthday this year. But, uh, yeah. So how about – um, Who's who's on your avoid list for this week? And you know, mine will sound well, a lot like your top ten list. But who's on your surprise? Avoid surprise! List? Some of your top ten is on it. <laughs> so we're really really starting on the right foot. I like it. I have Demarco Murray, Latavius Murray, pretty much anyone whose last name is Murray. Uh, Amir Abdullah, Matt Forte, Jonathan Stewart, Tevin Coleman, Marshawn Lynch, Adrian Peterson, C.J. Anderson, Orleans Darkwa. Uh, and really, Frank Gore almost made that list. Okay. Um, I'm just uh, chuckling here at uh, how different our lists are. But <laughs> so for me, uh, Todd Gurley, like I said, uh, don't like the matchup this week. Christian nope. McCaffrey, Jarek McKinnon, agree with you on both Latavius Murray and DeMarco Murray. Bilal Powell, Jamal Williams, Leonard Fournette, I disagree with you about uh, – Alex Collins, 
and uh, Derek Henry are also on my avoid list with uh, Carlos Hyde uh, not far behind. Hmm. Hmm. Clearly, clearly we are not, not seeing eye to eye on running backs this week. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't sound like it. So let's try yeah. wide receivers. Maybe we'll have a little bit more uh, meeting of the minds on that. Uh, how about Maybe. injuries, suspensions, things like that? Who's who's on your list? Yeah, since uh, Fight Club went down this week, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is suspended. Uh, Devin Funches is dealing with a shoulder injury. It looks like he's on track to play. Rashard Matthews is dealing with a hamstring injury again. Looks like he's probably a go, but keep an eye on that. Amari Cooper coming back from the concussion and ankle injuries. They're listing him as questionable. Seems like he's closer to playing, but it's hard to say with him. Robert Woods still dealing with that shoulder injury. We're not going to see him this week. Kelvin Benjamin's got the knee injury. He didn't play last week. They think he's going to this week, but we'll see. Will Fuller still dealing with rib injuries. Chris Hogan with a shoulder injury. Alan Hearn has a bad ankle. John Brown dealing with the toe injury. That, to me, is more troubling toe injury than Mark Ingram's is. That one's actually slowing okay. him down. Mike Williams has a bad knee. Braxton Miller is in the concussion protocol. And Bruce Ellington is dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, it's, it's tough out there. <laughs> yeah, you, you hit everybody on my uh, list. Um, in terms of waiver wire priorities, you know, Corey Davis, unbelievably, is still out there and. uh Half of Yahoo leagues, if you happen to play there. So, you know, he's somebody yeah. I would prioritize as a pickup. Um, Marquise Goodwin, who is who's definitely you know, benefited from Pierre Garcon's absence and Jimmy Garoppolo's uh, emergence in San Francisco. D.D. Westbrook for Jacksonville. Travis Benjamin for the Chargers and Zay Jones for Buffalo. Further down the list, if you're really desperate, Mike Wallace, uh, Josh Dockson, and Dante Moncrief. Yeah, um, you you pretty much pretty much hit on everybody on my list. Um, it's again, it's you know this is a you got some better matchups than you do with running backs, but it is it's between injuries and fantasy playoffs. Slim Pickens out on the waiver wire. You got to be smart with it. Yeah. So why don't I give you a chance to laugh at my uh, wide receiver top ten list? Bring first. it on. <laughs> Brandon Cooks is my top rated wide receiver this week. Michael Crabtree getting a rematch with Kansas City after that uh, awesome Thursday night game he had you know, about a month back. Mike Evans, three. Tyreek Hill, four. Alshon Jeffrey, five. Des Bryant, which should make you happy, six. T.Y. Hilton, seven. Marquise Goodwin, eight. <clears throat> Josh Gordon, nine. And Golden Tate, ten, round out my uh, list for this week. And then I had uh, guys like Jarvis Landry, Casey Coleman, and Sammy Watkins just outside my top ten. Okay, uh, we there's a couple of of overlaps, so that's exciting. Let's do look a little different though. Uh, I've got Antonio Brown at the top of my list. Apparently, the last two weeks I've been very pro Steelers. Um, sorry, because I probably jinxed you guys. Didn't look that great this week, but you know I'm I'm still I'm still holding strong here. At DeAndre Hopkins at two, Keenan Allen, a strong third, almost a second for me, Michael Thomas, Adam Thielen, Julio Jones, Larry Fitzgerald, Brandon Cooks on my list all the way down at eight, Mike Evans and Tyreek Hill, and then I've got Josh Gordon, Alshon Jeffrey, and Jarvis Landry just outside my top ten. Okay, it it sounded like you were reading from my voice list, but uh, here goes. I had a... Antonio Brown at the top you of the list. You guys are going to need to – do you need to email us, tweet us, post on Facebook, decide you're, you're either Team Jana or Team Sherpa this week? Yeah, people are going <laughs> to side with you. We need to see which you, way no you're leading. <laughs> people are going to side with you. I have no doubt about that. But uh, It's my uh, birthday. They have get. to. <laughs> okay. That can be their gift to you, but uh, I still feel like yeah. I, I bring a little bit of the unconventional – hopefully wisdom to the show. I mean, it but, works, uh, Anyway, sometimes, um, hopefully more <laughs> often than not. But, uh, again, <laughs> I've got a lot. This, this sounds like a who's who of all pros on my avoid list for this week. Oh, but right. I have Antonio Brown at the top of my list, Julio Jones, Keenan Allen, wow. A.J. Green, Adam Thielen, Doug Baldwin, Michael Thomas, Robbie Anderson, Stephon Diggs, and Marquise Lee. 
rounding out my top ten, and then uh, Devin Funch is taking junior. Your list just makes me so Josh. sad. <laughs> well, there are a lot of good players on it, but uh, I just and <laughs> Martavis Bryant. I, I know a lot of people will think, oh, he's just going to slide into Juju Smith-Schuster's spot. You know, I, I just don't like that matchup against the Ravens secondary either. So, anyway, let, let's I actually hear have your Martavis uh, Bryant on, on my avoid list. So, I mean, there's there's okay. one. There's that. <laughs> My avoid list is similar to your start list. <laughs> I've got Marquise Lee, Devin Funches, Jamison Crowder, Cooper Cup, which pains me to no end to do, Jordy Nelson, Emmanuel Sanders, Doug Baldwin, T.Y. Hilton, Deshaun Jackson, Amari Cooper, and Martavis Bryant. I counted some overlap there, Marquise Lee, there's a little, Bryant, There's more overlap on Doug our avoid Baldwin. list than there is on our start list. That's something. No, yeah, that's okay. But, uh, <laughs> Let's move on to quarterbacks, then maybe we'll finally find some common ground here. But um, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Tyrod, Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor. After I had him on my uh, top ten list last week. Uh, wait, 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 wait. We do have a couple of yeah. We got Tyrod Taylor is on the injured list this week, dealing with that knee injury. Right. We saw him get carted off. Not good. Right. Not good at all. No. Um, and Matt Stafford got his hand into the injury list and was just mentioning that he was <clears> on my <throat> top 10 list last week and he's now on the injured list. So take I got that terrified you were trying to put him on your top 10 this week. I was like, hold on here. No, 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 no. <laughs> Slow down. No, don't, don't worry about that. So who else are you worried about injury-wise? Uh, it's mostly Tyrod Taylor and uh, Matthew Stafford. Uh, Stafford's hand was a real nice shade of purple by the time that game was done, but um, Dak Prescott some spike marks seems on to be too. fine. Yeah, yeah. Dak Prescott's yeah, okay. Got weird. That's good to know. Yeah, he seems like he's fine. We'll take it. But those are the two that okay. I'm, I'm mostly worried about. All right. Um, waiver wire wise this week, there's, there's a few good options out there. Um, Janice yeah. Winston is out there in a lot of leagues still. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Believe it or not, cough, cough, Eli Manning would be uh, also somebody that I would look at if if he's out okay. there. Uh, Josh McCown further down my list, along with Jacoby Brissett, and uh, Blake Bortles not so keen on him this week against um, Seattle's defense. But uh, if you're desperate, you know, he did have a 300-yard game last week, and you know, that was um, after... Did I? Yeah, I did have him on my top ten list last week, just barely. So, for what that's worth. So I mean, how about for you, me, on your priority for um, quarterback. Uh, I think I'm going to blow your week? mind by by fully endorsing Eli Manning, and I'm I'm going to really go in on that in a minute. But uh, Eli Manning, I like Deshaun Kaiser. I'm actually, I I'm, I think is an okay start this week in deeper leagues, or if you're looking to fill a hole. Um, I like his matchup better than it looks on paper. <coughs> Excuse me. And then, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo. That's probably my top three there off the waiver okay. wire. Not not my top three start. I'm not that wild. I actually – well, we'll get to it in a minute, but uh, I had <laughs> two of those three names either in my top ten or just outside my top ten. But we'll let you guess who's Ooh. who, and I'll give you a hint. Uh, well, no, I won't give you a hint because I would give it away because I only gave three <laughs> names. And if I said the one who wasn't on it, then it I, a great hint. Yeah, then, then you'd know the two who were on it. But uh, why don't you start us off with your uh, quarterback top ten? Well, it sounds like ours are going to look different, but that's okay. Um, I've got Tom Brady at the top of my list, followed by Carson Wentz and Philip Rivers. There we go. We got one. We got one. Okay. Nothing else. We got that. Uh, Matthew Stafford and his real disgusting-looking hand, I'm still bringing in at fourth. As long as he plays, I have no problem putting him out there. I don't even care if he can't hold a football. It's fine. I think it'll be fine. Uh, Alex Smith rounds out my top five. Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Dak Prescott, and Russell Wilson round out my top ten. And then Eli Manning is like 10A on my list. I think he's, he's poised to potentially have a real nice day. Uh, as a Cowboys fan, I've seen him tear apart that defense way more times than I'd like to remember. And, you know, he's got a little bit to prove now. So I I feel okay starting Eli Manning in pretty much any format. Josh McCown and Kirk Cousins also just outside my top ten. Okay, we do have plenty of disagreement. And let me just say before I give you my <laughs> list, I hope we can 
get through this week without having uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, opine on whether a lateral was uh, <laughs> was, was um, you hope consistent that, with you the logic. You just don't know if it's possible. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> hopefully we can get through this week without uh, a physics lecture. But we'll see. So um, for me, I agree. Tom Brady, top of my list. Dak Prescott, two. Jared Goff, three. Matt Stafford, four. Matthew Stafford, four. Uh, same person, I hope. Jake Hutler, five. Derek Carr, six. Jameis Winston, seven. Alex Smith, eight. Jimmy Garoppolo, nine. Carson Wentz, ten. And then I had uh, Deshaun Kaiser um, just outside my top ten. So I think we're on like the I said, same I really page don't... there. I don't mind Deshaun, Deshaun Kaiser as a start this week. I really don't. Do you think it's more because of his matchup or the fact that he has both uh, Coleman and Gordon? What What is it for you? I think it's both. Um, the green, the Packers give up a lot of passing yards. <clears throat> I mean, they're they're probably still going to win that game, but they'll give up some yards and they're going to give up points. But having having both Corey Coleman healthy now and Josh Gordon back, and, I mean, he put up 85 yards last week. There's no reason to think he's not going to better that this week. I, I think it's just kind of a perfect storm. I don't think this is going to be a, a trend going forward, per se, but I think they got the right matchup at the right time this week. So how about your avoid list for quarterbacks? Who's on that? Cam Newton, Jay Cutler, Blake Bortles, Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brett Hundley, Joe Flacco, Trevor Simeon, Andy Dalton. How much beef okay. do you have with my list? <laughs> you can't have um, that much beef with it. I we had four names in common. So that's that's a start. All right. um, my, again, my my list is going to sound like an all-pro list. Um, Russell Wilson's at the top of my list, physics notwithstanding. Drew Brees second, Cam Newton third, Philip Rivers fourth, Matt Ryan fifth, Ben Roethlisberger, Josh McCown, Kirk Cousins. Case Keenum and Blake Bortles round out my top 10 avoids with uh, Andrew Dalton and Joe Flacco, who were also on your list, just outside my top mm-hmm. 10, or I should say bottom okay. 10. Apparently I'm a little little more uh, excited about Kirk Cousins' chances this week. Uh, sounds like it. So, I'm not about, sure why, uh, but yeah. <laughs> how about the... Uh, tight end front two, who are you looking at on the injury? And before we start in, I'll just ask you, are you worried about uh, Greg Olson's foot and, and Zacharitz's concussion? And are we ever going to see Jordan Reed uh, again this season? I, I, If I'm the Redskins, I'm probably just shutting Jordan Reed down. That's a smart play. Vernon Davis is doing just fine. Um, I, I don't think you're going to see Jordan Reed this week. <clears throat> Greg Olson's foot troubles me more than it did last week. This is really not getting better. It's lingering. Um, and this is certainly not a good matchup. If I were them, I probably wouldn't play him. But again, they're not asking me. Zacharis, I think it seems like he's going to be okay with the concussion. Uh, if for some reason he doesn't play, that that's going to dramatically change the course of that game. But I think, I think from what I understand from people I've talked to, he should be good to go this week. Okay. And then um, also worth noting... One other one other injury, uh, CJ Fedorowicz suspension. is back on IR. <laughs> you know, a couple, couple, uh, somebody you may have heard of, uh, Rob Gronkowski, <laughs> not playing this week. So, Why not? Uh, <clears throat> because he channeled his inner Mojo Raleigh and became a WWE wrestler for a minute and just murdered a man in cold blood in front of all of us. But, you know, a late hit from a giant man, you know, gets a little blown out of proportion sometimes. I don't necessarily think he needs to be suspended, but, you know, it's probably not the worst idea. Which bothered you more, his hit or um, or Juju Smith-Schuster laying out Monte's perfect? Honestly, I, it, it, neither one of them bothered me per se. I think probably Jimmy Garoppolo or Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Rob Gronkowski's was a little more questionable Flagrant. to me. No. Yeah. To me, I didn't even know Juju Smith Schuster had it in him. I, mean, I was, I saw him do that. And I was like, Holy moly. I didn't know he was capable of this. And Fontes perfect. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. You got, you got your basically run over by another human being, but like, you know, he's done that to other people. It's sort of like karma. I feel like I just, I had no idea Juju Smith Schuster could pack a punch like that. 
Yeah, that was. Uh, I thought they were both pretty uh, difficult to watch, and you know, but um, yeah, this is. I mean, the Ryan Shazier hit was the worst one of the weekend, but yeah, it, it yeah. was it was a very hard hitting weekend, particularly that that Bengals and Steelers game on Monday. That was yeah, I, I, that, was, that was brutal. Yeah, I, I hope he's okay and. Able to I mean, it's it's the Cowboys and Eagles of soon, of the uh, '80s all over again with the body bag games. Yeah, yeah, those were those were pretty nasty. So, how about yeah. um, waiver wire <clears throat> this week? Um, Charles Clay still out there? Yes. Still questionably healthy. <laughs> um, you know, Steals Jones out there in a lot of leagues still and. Uh, Further down, mm-hmm. if you're desperate, Tyler Croft still out there in a lot of leagues. But uh, anyone I missed or that you would want to add to the list? Two two big names for me. Uh, number one, Trey Burton in Philadelphia. Even with Zach Ertz playing, Trey Burton's not the worst start in the world. It's a game they're going to have to score points. That Rams defense is going to be coming, and Trey Burton gets in there enough that you know if you're really stretching and you're in a deeper league or you you need to have someone there just in case you know you have to handcuff Zach Ertz because you're not sure what it's going to look like come Sunday. To me, Trey Burton's a good one. And Steven Anderson in Houston, I know it sounds a little little off the wall, but they got a lot of injuries. And someone else other than DeAndre Hopkins has to catch the ball there. I mean, if they want to win games, which you just never know. But I think Steven Anderson could be a sneaky start this week. Okay. And for top 10 list, I'll start us off with that. I'll put Travis Kelsey at the top of my list. Um, Zach Ertz, second, assuming he's healthy. Julius Thomas, third. Jared Cook, fourth. Jack Doyle, fifth. Cameron Braid, and that's a weird situation in Tampa Bay there. It seems like uh, James Winston prefers Braid and uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick preferred Howard, but uh, go figure. Um, Jason Witten would be seven for me. Eric Ebron, eight. David and Joku, ninth, and O.J. Howard all round out my top ten with him. And then uh, Ricky Seals-Jones and uh, George Kittle would be just outside my top ten. Okay. Uh, we have some overlap. I have Travis Kelsey at the top of my list. Zach Ertz is a number two, but quite frankly, if he does not play, Trey Burton's in my top ten. I will put him up there without a problem. Uh, Jimmy Graham, Delaney Walker, Hunter Henry round out my top five. Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, Jack Doyle, Cameron Brait, Jason Witten, and then I have Austin Sferian Jenkins just outside my top ten. It just killed me last week to tell you not to start him. I had to sneak him back in there. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to um, tell I you not to start him. I think we have more. This him. is the most overlap we've had, I think, at yeah, any position. Five of the so. ten. Five of the top ten mm-hmm. of my top ten. I'll get you in the with, Hall of Fame. With two <laughs> so Jimmy Graham would actually be at the top of my avoid list. Uh, Greg Olson, Kyle Rudolph. It's hard to say not to start someone named Rudolph in December, but I'm saying it. Uh, Vernon it's Davis. Like you're the Grinch. You know, perhaps. Um, Vernon Davis. <laughs> Hunter Henry, who you liked. Uh, Ed Dixon. Austin Safarian Jenkins, who you liked. Austin Hooper. Jesse James and uh, Jordan Reed, uh, healthy or not, uh, would also be on my avoid list for this week. That's fair. Uh, I have Jared Cook at the top of my avoid list, followed by Vernon Davis, David Njoku, Eric Ebron. So there's your uh, active list. (laughs) Greg Olson, Julius Thomas, Ben Watson, Austin Hooper, and Ed Dixon. So, you know, a little overlap. (laughs) Some overlap there. That's good. Some's better than none. Yeah, well, the, we save the, the defensive. We don't do the kickers typically, but we save our defensive top 10 for last because that's kind of a fun lead-in to the, the game predictions. So, and the, the fact that we that never our, agree on this, ever. <laughs> probably not, but it, it's interesting to see at least, even if not you know, in the same order, whether we have some of the teams on the same list. You know, gives an indication yeah. as to whether our thinking is similar for the for the games themselves, which we'll get to in a moment. But mm-hmm. uh, who's who's on your uh, top ten defense list for this week? I have New England uh, number one overall. 
I think I'm alone in that in the world, but, you know, there they are, followed by Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Seattle, and the Chargers. Following them, I've got Minnesota, Buffalo, the Jets, Dallas, and Philadelphia running out my top ten. Okay, um, we agreed on six, more or less. Oh, that's a lot for uh, us for defenses. Pretty much. So I'll give you mine. I had Pittsburgh number one, Houston two, Dallas three, Cincinnati four, Cleveland five, Indianapolis six, Minnesota seven, Denver eight, Chargers nine, Jacksonville ten, and Patriots who you had at number one. I had at number eleven. So. Just outside okay. my top ten. So there's some overlap <laughs> right, there, then. but uh, okay. How about yeah, uh, you know. avoid list? Uh, I have Miami at the top of mine. I, I don't think there's too much of an argument there. Uh, followed no. by Carolina, <laughs> the Ravens, Atlanta, uh, New Orleans. Shocker. I think that's going to be a little bit of a shootout. Uh, the Raiders, Houston, Chicago, and Arizona. Okay, our avoid list look um, pretty different. I agree with you. Miami was at the top of my avoid list. Detroit, the Rams, New Orleans, the Giants, Tampa Bay, Carolina, Oakland, San Francisco, Tennessee, and then Philadelphia just outside my my uh, tend to avoid list. But uh, I'll stick them okay. on the list anyway. Honorary mention. Oh. So that gets so nice of you as a Giants fan. That's not at all personal. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So, no. so yeah. Well, I had the Giants on my list, so there's you know, there's not too much homerism in my list. I hope I didn't. But, I didn't. I respected it a little bit more than you did. Well, okay. I they were on my avoid <laughs> list, but I, I tend to, I, I seem to be more down on the Giants than you were on the Cowboys last year, but. Uh, you know, when or not last year, but you know, earlier this year when they were going through some tough spots and, and two Times years ago. Tough. But uh, anyway, why don't we uh, go through some individual games? First up, we've got the Thursday night game with Atlanta and New Orleans. On paper, the teams are heading in different directions. New Orleans trending upwards, Atlanta trending in the wrong direction. But short week at home. Yeah, I'll I'll go with Atlanta here by a field goal. I'll say Atlanta 27, New Orleans 24. Okay, we were close. I have Atlanta winning this 31-27. For them, this is more of a must win, I feel like. They have to they have to come in. They have to uh you know, defend their home turf if you will, and if they want any chance of winning the division, they have to win this game. Um, you know, if they're playing New Orleans without a doubt, I would take the Saints. I hate betting against Drew Brees at home, but in in Atlanta, coming off a rough game where they sort of need to make a statement, I think they'll they'll pull one out here. Okay, next up we've got Chicago at Cincinnati. You know, like last week, I think there are a lot of games this week that at first blush aren't obvious to me who's even going to win the game. This is one of those games. I think you can throw the teams in a half. They're both uh, very flawed teams, but I think Cincinnati – might be a little bit less flawed you know, than, than Chicago, especially at the quarterback position. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati at home by a field goal, Cincinnati 24, Chicago 21. I uh, am less, I guess, on board with the Bears than you are. Um, I, I have Cincinnati winning this by 10 points. I've got them winning 27-17. I think the defense is going to be an issue for Mitchell Trubinsky. Jordan Howard, I'm sure, will keep them in this. But Cincinnati came out on Monday and really, I, I, to me, kind of overachieved. Sure, they lost that game, but they they had control of that game for the vast majority of it. And they didn't kind of lay down the way I thought they would. So I think they've got some more to prove, a little more in the tank here. And they're not... Believe it or not, they're not out of the playoff race. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's it's a long shot, but they still have some opportunity mathematically to do this, and they got to keep winning. I think this is the week they're going to do it. I just wonder if after that Pittsburgh game, they might be demoralized. I mean, obviously, I don't you know think so because I wouldn't be picking them to win otherwise. But uh, yeah. I think a lot of it just depends if Jordan Howard you know goes nuts or if he just has a good yeah, game. Yeah, which Jordan you know, Howard are you going to get here? So we'll see. I think that'll go a long way to determining who wins this. 
Next up, we have a game that the less said the better, uh, the Giants hosting the Cowboys. I'd love to write some script where, you know, Eli Manning, you know, gets his revenge after being benched for a week under, you know, with the new regime coming to its senses. But uh, I just think Dallas is a you know far superior team. And, yeah, I think the Giants will keep it close. Uh, a little bit on emotion, but I think in the end, the, the better team will win here. And unfortunately, that's the Cowboys. Uh, I'll say Cowboys 27, Giants 20. Okay, I had 27-21. Um, Eli Manning always plays the Cowboys tough. Um, you know, having Steve Spagnuolo there, I think, is interesting. I just had this game happen maybe next week, I would I – would, you know, say maybe there's a way that the Giants sneak one out, but Cowboys seem to finally understand that their run game can survive without Ezekiel Elliott, and the Giants just had so much turmoil in this last week that I think the off-field is going to take away a little bit too much from what they're potentially able to do, but Sterling Shepard did just get engaged, so they got that going for him. Yeah, but I, I mean, and obviously Eli Manning gives them a better chance to win than, than Geno Smith did, but yeah. yeah. Even so, even with the coaching change and GM change, they've still got the same lousy offensive line in front of whoever is playing quarterback for them, and I think that's ultimately going to be the difference when you're you know going up. It against does the also Marcus look Lawrence. like Sean Lee is going to come back for the Cowboys' defense this week, and I think that's a big difference maker. Alrighty. So um, next up, we've got Tampa Bay hosting Detroit. I think this will be a shootout. Jameis Winston, another week. Back in the saddle, I think this will be a, one of the better shootouts of the week. I think there'll be lots of passing yards here, and I think Tampa Bay will, will give them the edge just because they're at home and because Matt Stafford's hand might not be 100%. I'll go with Tampa Bay to win this, this hand, uh, final score, 30-27. His hand might not even be still attached to his body. I don't even care. I'd still start him. <laughs> well, he has another one. Yeah, it's fine. He, he Maybe he's ambidextrous. It'll be okay. If there's anyone that's going to figure it out, it'll be Matt Stafford in the fourth quarter. Um, but I still, you know, it's that's a tough one to overcome. And Tampa Bay, I think just the weapons they have, uh, I think they'll sneak one out. I have them winning 27-24. I think this will be an exciting game to watch this week, though. Yeah. So, so far we agree on four or four games, but I have a feeling that's about to change now. Um, next game up is Green Bay at Cleveland. I'm going to go out on a limb here. We talked before about Deshaun Kaiser having a favorable matchup, how Casey Coleman coming you know, back and Josh Gordon being back has really you know, changed the, the look of the Cleveland passing game. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say Cleveland gets its first victory of the season here. Final score, Browns 24, Packers 21. Wow, wow. Okay. You're right. We're going to disagree here. I think the Browns stay in this. Um, Brent Hudley has got to be better this week. I think the matchup works enough that he'll be okay. Uh, their run game is a little shaky right now, but I think they'll be able to sneak one out here. Um, and it's possible, as good as the matchup I think is for Deshaun Kaiser, he's going to do something dumb or special teams is going to score somewhere. Uh, and the Packers, I have winning 24-20. All right. Well, we'll see. That it's, I'd actually like I, it's, to I don't think it's totally game. out of the question that Cleveland could win this game. Like I could see, I could certainly see scenarios where that happens. I'm just, I'm just not ready to, to go there yet. I don't think. If they don't win this, <laughs> I think they're looking at 0 and 16. But I, I think this is their best shot. But we'll yeah, see. I, I don't so, think you're wrong. So next up, we've got Indianapolis at Buffalo. You know, Buffalo definitely heading in the wrong direction. You know, not sure what's going on with Tyrod Taylor, but even if he can play, um, I think Indianapolis is going to upset them. I'll go with the final score of Indianapolis 24, Buffalo 21. I've got Buffalo winning this 28-24. Uh, I am a little bit more of a Bills homer here than you are. And even if Tyrod Taylor doesn't play, I think Nathan Peterman will be okay. He came in, he was all right last week. I mean, he didn't throw five interceptions, so that's an improvement. And, you know, the Colts are on the road for the second week in a row. I think the Buffalo defense will hang around enough that they can sneak one out here. 
I mean, neither of these teams are really going anywhere, but you know, it'll be it'll be a competitive game. That's more than we got out of some of those last week. Yeah. Next up is one that's one of the more interesting games of the week, you know, featuring two of the league's top defenses and some surprising offense. Uh, Minnesota at Carolina. Minnesota just seems to find ways to win on the road you know, when you wouldn't necessarily think they will. I, I think that trend is going to continue here. Carolina you know, traded away Calvin Benjamin, Devin Funches is you know, hurt, Greg Olson not 100%. Yeah, I think Minnesota's defense, you know, they're strong against both the run and the pass, and I think they're going to be able to contain Cam Newton just enough. I'll go with a final score here of, uh, of Vikings 27, Panthers 21. I thought you were going to go the other way on this. I'm, I'm happily surprised we agree here. I'm, I'm very much uh, into what the Vikings are doing. I don't totally understand how they keep winning games. It's just for whatever reason, defenses keep underestimating this offense, and it, it keeps working week after week. But I think I think it's a little lower scoring. I have them winning twenty uh, to seventeen. I think this will be an interesting defensive matchup. But this is one of the better games this week. I'm I'm excited to see it. All right next up, we've got the first. We've got uh, Oakland at Kansas City with at least a share of first place in the, the pitiful AFC West on the line. Kansas City started off like gangbusters and you know, just haven't been able to keep it together. They even started off really well against the Jets last weekend. And, you know, Alex Smith is not the problem there. The problem is the defense. They can't stop anybody on either the ground or through the air. I, I'm not quite sure why I'm doing this, but I'm going to say that they get things figured out just enough at home this week, possibly because I don't really like Oakland's offense that much. I'm going to pick Kansas City to win this one. I'll say Kansas City 28, Oakland 24. And I'll bet my last I'm, dollar that you're going the other way on this. You sure are right. You get to keep those dollars. <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking Oakland 33 to 30. High scoring, close game. Um, you're right. It's not Alex Smith's fault. It's really not the offense's fault. And, I mean, holy moly, did Tyreek Hill put up some points last week, but I just I think Oakland comes in even if Amari Cooper is not healthy or doesn't play. I think that they have just enough that they will outgun this Chiefs team. It just it's two teams that really had so much potential and they started the season looking one way and they really really went through a lot of struggles. I think at this point we're still trying to figure out like what we have in them, but here we are. They're still one of these teams is going to end up in the playoffs. Well, it's possible that neither does, but if the Chargers could, I think, I think could one do of them it. Does. But yeah. I don't know. I, I'd like to see the Chargers do it. Of course, you know, they'd, I would they'd too, probably they have, have to start winning games in December, and that's real tough for them. And they need a larger stadium, too. <laughs> or maybe not. Chargers. They can't build the, the tiny one they have now. I mean, so. Yeah, it looks silly, but, like being in that small of a stadium, but, like, no one's going. So, I mean, really, like, do they need a bigger spot? I don't know. Well, but it's weird because the Rams are drawing better at at a much larger stadium. So, I don't know if it's just, oh, people aren't accepting the Chargers yet. I don't know what's going on there, but that's just, I'm sure their attendance would have been a lot better in in San Diego, but that's neither here nor there. The Chargers also don't know what's going on. (laughs) You're not alone there. (laughs) So, Next up, we've got San Francisco at Houston. Uh, neither one of these teams going anywhere fast, uh, but I think this is Houston a is game. The, the better team, and I think that San Francisco, kind of like Kansas City, you know, without the offense, they can't stop anybody on either the ground or through the air. So I'll pick Houston to win this uh, pretty easily, 27-17. Okay. I mean, I have it a little closer, 20-14. to 14. I think they win by, you know, six points. I just the forty ers like I want it to be better. I also want CJ Bethard to be their quarterback and I'm still not really over it yet. Uh, but just Houston, even with all the injuries, I still think they'll pull this out. Like I just it, for me it's hard to see a way where San Francisco wins this game. Next up we've got the Jets against Denver, which is really looked pathetic in the last <gasps> few weeks. Jets just yeah. keep finding ways to 
to lose games towards the end, but um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, well, I, I take that back. They they did beat Kansas City um, last week, but I I think Denver should be able to run the ball, and you know, hopefully they can control it enough. You know, hopefully for their fans at least they can control it enough to ride this one out. Uh, it's just not clear to me. I, for a while, it looked like Devontae Booker was the next big thing for NFL running backs. You now all of a sudden, C.J. Anderson is yeah. reasserting himself. But yeah, I think Denver, it surprises me. They've given up the most touchdowns passing, but you know, they don't give up a ton of yardage you know, against the pass. Their run defense is solid. So I'm going to say that they win this by a field goal at home. I'll say Denver 24, Jets 21. I'm taking them 20 to 17, and I think that's the defense has to win them this game. Uh, the Jets have overachieved. Josh McCown has has done great things in that offense, and really the defense. Both sides of the ball have been much better than we really could have thought going into the season, and they've been able to sustain it, um, which, again, we didn't really think would happen. Like, sure, you had a couple of good weeks here. You hung around with some teams you had no business being with, but they're still there. They're <laughs> It's not always the prettiest thing. Very rarely is it pretty, but they're hanging around. I think they hang around a lot of this game, but that Denver defense, I think, is the X factor here. Okay, next up, we've got Tennessee at Arizona. I'm going to pick a bit of an upset here and uh, see if the home team pulls this one out, um, largely on the the basis of their pass game, but... uh, you know, which is funny to think of Blaine Gabbert leading a team to victory, but I think that's what will oh. happen here. I'll go with the final score of Arizona 27, Tennessee 24. I mean, I could see that happening. I'm taking Tennessee uh, 23 to 21. I think they they just sneak one out here. Arizona didn't look great last week. Tennessee hasn't looked good in a couple of weeks. Um, but I think the Tennessee defense is a little better here. And Blaine Gabbert isn't the reason that Arizona is going to lose this game. I mean, he's he's been better than the Blaine Gabbert we know and love. <laughs> but but I, just, I think Tennessee's got a little more in the tank here. All right. And next up we've got Washington at the Chargers. Should be a good game. You know, Chargers still fighting for a share of the AFC West lead and they're definitely the team that if any of those three teams have momentum in the AFC West right now, the the three that are tied at the top, it's the Chargers. So I'm going to say that uh, they'll be able to eke this one out by a field goal. I'll pick another close game. I'll say uh, Chargers 24, Redskins 21. All right. I I agree with you. The Chargers are going to win this game. They're going to get a December win. I have them winning 31-21. I, I love what's happening with Philip Rivers and Keenan Allen right now. Melvin Gordon looks good. The Redskins, it concerns me. Kirk, Gibson, uh, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Gibson. Kirk Cousins looks like a different quarterback from one drive to another, from one series to another. He can look phenomenal, and then, like, it's his first day on the job. But their biggest issue is their offensive line. It's non-existent. I mean, these are guys who are, you know, should probably be selling insurance or are off practice squads. They're not guys that were meant to be starters this year. Uh, they I'm just have so you. many injuries. <laughs> like, it's just, it's tough. It's tough to win games when you're running for your life the whole time and you got running backs dropping like flies. I just don't think they have enough to, to stick with this Chargers offense the whole way. All right, we shall see. But, uh, yeah, we're... Yeah picking the, the same winner there, but uh, slightly different game different scenarios, results. but we'll see which Same winner, one different turns result. <laughs> yeah. So next game up, uh, Philadelphia at the Rams. Philadelphia definitely had their, you know, some of the the bloom come off that rose last weekend, but... I talked I to somebody today, the... ironically enough, in Redskins country, an Eagles fan, who said they just temporarily forgot how to play football. I was like, oh, that's that's the logic you're going with to explain last week. He's like, yep, yep, well, absolutely. I, just, I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> I just think that wasn't a good matchup for them, plus they were playing against the 12th oh. man. But uh, here I yeah. think Rams, I, I think the Eagles' strengths match up well with the Rams' weaknesses. And 
I think they'll be able to hold Todd Gurley in check just enough on the run. I think this turns into more of a passing shootout, and I think the Eagles have just enough of a run game that they should be able to, to keep the Rams honest. So I'll go with a final score of Eagles 30, Rams 27. And if there's one game I hope I'm wrong on this week, it's this one. I actually have the exact same score. I have the Eagles winning this as well. Uh, I think it was a real smart play on their part to stay on the West Coast this week, not be flying back and forth. I think they got a little bit of a reality check last week against Seattle. I mean, they hadn't played a lot of good, solid teams in this this win streak they had going. And, you know, they sort of got the wool pull over their eyes last week. Oh, maybe maybe we shouldn't read our own publicity so much. We shouldn't believe all the hype. You know, that's, that's a real team you're going to see in the playoffs. And they didn't show up. I think this week is going to be an adjustment for them. They're going to come out stronger. And they're going to look better. Like you said, the matchup is good on both sides. So I think this is certainly something that's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, it, it's going to go down to probably who has the ball last. <laughs> I mean, these are two yeah. good teams right now. Something I, I really question what the schedule makers we're thinking the Eagles started out with their first two games on the road. They're in the middle of a three-game road trip now, and they end up playing, I think, you know, four of their last five on the road. So that means that, you know, in between they played, you know, I think, you know, seven of their nine games or seven of ten yeah. games were at home in the middle of the season. It's just a really bizarre schedule they have. But, um, yeah, anyway, I, I think they do managed to, to pull this one out. And then I think it's on to Dallas next week, which should be fun for everyone yeah, yeah, involved. Yeah, my family will get to yeah. disown me for the second time this year. <laughs> yeah. That, that must be happy. That must be fun, the, the twice annual disowning family. But, I mean, uh, even even when I was a little kid, I had to go to a different floor of the house to watch games. Like, we were not allowed. Like, we couldn't be in the same room. It just, like, nobody was nice. <laughs> no one was nice to each other. <laughs> yeah. So, next up we've got uh, the other bird. Maybe this the wonderful Seahawks. human I am today. <laughs> well, if you're celebrating a birthday tomorrow, you get to you get to tell people who's boss at least uh, this week. So, uh, Seattle, fresh off their their victory at home against the Eagles, they're on the road against Jacksonville, and Seattle definitely with the superior offense here. But uh, Jacksonville, I think their defense strong enough that they're going to be able to hold Russell Wilson, Jimmy Graham, Doug Baldwin reasonably in check. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville in this uh, Jacksonville 24, Seattle 21. I'm taking Jacksonville 20 to 17. Uh, This is defense on defense here. Uh, I know there's one of the big talking points this week is whether or not to start Russell Wilson. I mean, I uh, obviously we talked about it before. I don't have a problem doing that. Um, we know the Seattle defense is going to win the battle against the Jacksonville offense, but really it comes down to does the Jacksonville defense win the battle against Russell Wilson? I think they'll be able to just as long as Blake Bortles doesn't lose the game. All he has to do is go out and not give away points and they'll be fine. That is a little sketchier of a prospect, but I think Jacksonville will be okay. I mean, he passed for over 300 yards last week, which Happens it about twice cold, a season, though. but yeah, it was the cold. It's like the so, super yeah. moon. It came at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Although I guess we have super moons the next two months too, which is kind of interesting. Not having one you know, the, for a year. If the Jaguars were going to a playoffs, you, the smart money says take them. But <laughs> yeah. the super moons the out. Like Bortles is going to have a good moon. game. You heard it here first. Okay. All right. Next up, we've got uh, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. I think this will be a relatively low-scoring game, but hard to pick against the Steelers at home, and I'm not going to go. I'm not going to do that. So, um, especially if Alex Collins isn't able to play or isn't at full strength, I'm going to pick um, Pittsburgh 24, Baltimore 17. I have them winning 20 to 17. I think they have to win on another late field goal. Sorry, Steelers fans. I'm sure that's just what you need. Um, but I think that even on a short week. They just played a very like mentally and physically taxing game, and they're going against another NFC North opponent or AFC North opponent, and they have to come out and and really claw and scrape their way to a victory here. And it's gonna it's gonna look like, you know, these divisional games are always so so like 
low scoring and down and dirty, and I just I think we're gonna get more of the same this week. Okay, and then saving the the best, you know, sarcastically for last, we've got Monday night game with New Day England in at Miami. Time. <laughs> yeah, you you wonder if the NFL had the right to, or had the you know the right to flex, to flex, flex somebody teams to Monday. out of the Monday night game. Yeah, then that, this definitely would have been a good candidate for that. But uh, yeah, as it is, I think Miami will almost double. I mean, New England will almost double up on Miami. I'll go with the final score of Patriots 41-21, even without Rob Gronkowski in there for New England. Okay, I have New England winning 33-17, so slightly more conservative. So you're also one point um, less than doubling up. Yeah, yeah, right right about there. Even without Rob Gronkowski, I think they'll be okay. They've got about 17 quality running backs that are playing right now, it feels like. Uh, I just... Yeah. I don't see any way that the Dolphins could win this game. I mean, even if Brian Hoyer had to come in and play quarterback, as long as Jay Cutler is still the Dolphins' quarterback, this is not a winnable game for them. Well, he's on a winning streak right now. How can you pick against him? I know. He's on top of the world. Yeah. Doing what's on their second straight road game, I mean – I, I would say crazier things have happened, but, like, no, really not a lot. No. If, no, and, honestly, if this were Ryan Tannehill playing quarterback here, I'd be a lot more excited for this game. I could I could maybe argue for, for an upset here because normally these Dolphins-Patriots games are closer than they should be, and I know they were upset Rob Gronkowski was going to miss this game, uh, but it just – Jay Cutler's just brutal at quarterback. And his his offensive line isn't doing him a lot of favors, but he's throwing the ball to the other team just blatantly. Like those guys do not play for you, Jay. Uh, who would have thought that uh, Rob Gronkowski would make it this far in the season without missing a game? And then when he did miss a game, it would be due to a suspension rather than a back injury. But yeah, I would not have put money that on we're that. Having. So so why don't you give us your uh, DFS picks, and then if there's still time, I have a a playoff strategy uh, question that I'll throw out uh, before we sign off. But uh, who's on your DFS list this week? We talked a lot about Deshaun Kaiser. He's a great value this week and a solid matchup. Blaine Gabbert and Jameis Winston, uh, pretty good at quarterback as well as far as value. At running back, Mike Davis, granted the matchup isn't the best, but you can't beat that price. Lamar Miller, Alfred Morris, and Jarek McKinnon would be my top picks there. At wide receiver, Michael Crabtree, Larry Fitzgerald, Josh Gordon, and Marquise Goodwin. Tight end, Hunter Henry, Vernon Davis, Cameron Brait, and Steven Anderson in Arizona, who I talked up quite a bit earlier. And at defense, the Jets, Ravens, Vikings, and Cowboys. If you're looking for stacks, the Browns, Raiders, and Chargers. The Chargers get a little pricey, but you can make it work. Uh, those are my top three uh, for stacking this week. I did it fast. Go hit me with your strategy. What you got okay. over there, Sherpa? When it comes to the playoffs, some people think that it's good to just cover your starters with you know the best players possible in case you know somebody gets hurt or you know, is pulled out at the last minute. Um, some people mm-hmm. would argue that if you've got a good set of starters, you should just kind of flush your bench and just pick guys that are you know good running backs or. Good receivers behind, or good running backs behind uh, starters that might be injury prone. So I'm just curious uh, which of those two philosophies you would buy into. Would you be, you know, taking guys like you know Malcolm Brown and um, uh, guys like that uh, off your bench, you know, for your bench right now, or are you just sticking with just the best available player you can find? Um, to me, for the most part, I stick with the best available. I like to look at, I mean, to me, the matchup certainly comes into play there. Um, but I, I usually have one or two of my bench players that are more speculative. Like I've had Rod Smith on a, cu- on a couple of my teams since this mm-hmm. whole Ezekiel Elliott thing started because I just thought his upside was better. But there are a couple of guys, I, I usually have one or two where I try to speculate a little bit more and, like you said, try to hedge your bets on on, okay, I'm ahead of the curve because somebody did get injured. So I do a little bit of both, right. but I lean more towards going for the best guy. 
And then if you had somebody whose matchup you really hated, but he had been a stud for you all season or was you know one of the top running backs, say, would you consider benching him game or are you starting that guy no matter what, even if he has a bad matchup? I'd probably start him no matter what. Even with the matchup, okay. I'd probably still go with like a like a Melvin Gordon or a Todd Gurley or something like that, like a big name guy. Like I'm probably still going to go with because I think his ceiling's going to be higher. Okay, I tend to be a little bit more interested in matchups, especially with wide receivers and quarterbacks. But um, mm-hmm. running back, it's it's a little tougher to, to bench the, the top yeah. guys just because there's usually a pretty big drop off between the guys that you would want to start and the guys that are on your bench yeah a wide receiver uh or quarterback uh, even tight end i'm certainly certainly more prone to running backs too hard like it's just because i the last thing i want is to be on sunday sitting and watching points pile up on my bench and being like what have i done <laughs> like what did yeah. i do here <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so that brings us to the end of the show this week we will be back next wednesday night guiding you through the playoffs giving you all the news and notes, injuries, waiver wire picks, our game picks, who to start, who to sit, and daily fantasy. Uh, Of course, like we mentioned, if you have questions about your lineup or waiver wire picks, anything you need, you just want to voice your opinion. If you're Team Jan or Team Sherpa, find us all over social media. You can find us at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, and on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, JKIM16, and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And as always, good luck this week unless you're playing us.